This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right. We're going to let him take a drink of water before he gets ready to roll here. This is Bo Robert Rude is his name. Here's the thing. But we've actually, we've been avoiding each other kind of a little bit. Like, in save, save it for the pod has kind of been the mantra. I think you started this probably two weeks ago. I feel like I've, I've called you a few times and, like, I've kind of wanted nothing like, to do with you. Yeah, you're like, for today. sorry, not my friend anymore. Not until the pod. I, I, I've, I've wanted to, I've gotten nervous. Like, you had, a great, you had a great line about Dude Perfect the other day that I was like, damn it. That would have been really good on disingenuous celebrations. Yep. I agree. I agreed with the, the whole mantra of it. And then you were just deflated. I was mad. Like, we anymore, lost content. Anymore. I'm nervous that the pod, because you're going to be a big part of the podcast. You're going to be a lot of Nebraska football reaction. Nick and Bo will record it. We'll push it out on Sundays, maybe Monday morning, depending on what's going on. But I'm nervous that this is going to crush our like natural conversations because I'm going to want to avoid you. Like anytime we talk, I might be like, "Can we record this just in case?" Yeah, so that's a. I was actually thinking about that. Is our friendship gonna it's gonna turn into a podcast only friendship? Which we know that's not the case. I actually think the more we do this, the more we're just gonna give us. It's gonna give us excuses to be to do these things, and then more excuses to talk other times. See, this so. is why I already like that we've like today. So recording this on. August 21st, 3 o'clock, 3.11 p.m. to be exact. We have turned we have turned today into we're going to record a podcast, and then we're going to go to dinner and hang out. Yeah. So what I like about this, and I didn't realize it when we first started getting this rolling, is this is going to be like the ultimate excuse for you and I to hang out all the time. Yeah. So I'd say in the last two years, we've talked about launching about a work. pod. Yeah, but about, about work and life, and the biggest takeaway is like why are we not doing something that like that your job is exactly what you want to do in your like when your free time in your life yep and what do we probably want to do more than anything in our life just talk to each other talk to each other about sports and entertainment and fun things yes and laugh like that's that's what we want to do and you have now started this is your job this is this is it i mean the radio was close but this is definitely more this is to that be, extreme. Oh. Like that's your life. Your yes. life is just having fun. So, I w- one thing we were we're thinking about doing is having some podcasts where, like, we get a bottle of wine, and the podcast isn't done until the bottle is gone. <laughs> but then Pat brought up a good idea to to get people involved. Do we at some point let listeners like vote on what we're going to drink? Because that's a tricky proposition because people are evil and they're going to want to like, like you're going to drink prune juice, (laughs) orange juice, (laughs) gin. Pretty soon the show's going to be be jackass with bag. (laughs) Hi, I'm Nick Baugh and this is the Nick Baugh Podcast. And this is called Gallon Milk Drink. And then you're just 
you know, we're going to be like Steve-O yeah. <laughs> shrinking the goldfish. I mean, let's say. How many times did Steve-O? Like, let's remember, we don't want to make this something that we hate, which is you hate everything about Jackass, which is like things you would never do. So let's I don't like do people that. like, I don't like the idea of like, Hey, tell Bo to come in the room, and he comes in the room, and you like hit him in the balls. When yeah. you're like, I don't like that. You know, guys got into the, the the Bangkok stuff. Yeah, and they slap. You know, what is with that? It's a locker room thing where you know it's like I don't I've know never why they somebody, and because I never it's will. Terrible. Like, why would you ever do that to another man? Like, <laughs> it's not that fun. It's not that fun. So, so okay, I wrote down listener. Tell us, vote on what we're going to drink. But I didn't think it, w- it would turn into jackass. Yeah, let's let's remember what this is all about. Us enjoying the hell. Yeah. So probably, like, my wife actually had a suggestion. She thought, drink local Nebraska wine. See, here's the thing. I've thought about, as if to any sponsor out there, if you're a brewery, a winery, a yeah. whatever, you want to get in on Nick and Bo, drink whatever you want to give us, as long as this is jackass. As long as you're not Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. <laughs> this is Johnny moonshine. Knoxville, and this is Nick and Bo drinking gas. It's like, yeah. Straight moonshine. This is moonshine. But no, we could do that. Yeah. I'm no, down for that. I think I'd love to. I'm totally down for that. I actually don't know, other than uh, you know, a few, maybe two or three local venues. I don't know. I don't know. What happened to Barrett's Brewery? That thing just went... It's Tank tough. City, yeah, it's, it's Tank tough. Abbott. Yeah, I mean, it was like greatest investment ever. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Plowshare. Yeah, it was great though. It's great beer. So there, I really enjoyed hey, it. There's people in Lincoln that love Plowshare. Why? Uh, why does wine, wine does get a bad rap? Like, there's something about wine that's like I looked at my portfolio and it was <laughs> not as good as the lettuce Picasso. Like, what is wit white? It's the same reason why. You can't eat healthy around guys because <laughs> everybody, every guy's like when they're home, like you know, I should really eat healthier. And then the guy that orders something good at a restaurant that's healthy, they're like, "Oh, look at this guy! <laughs> what are you eating you, with that you, tofu?" You, you know, like you've had you've had to bear I take, that. I take heat. You take heat. I told you, you have nobody. I wish people could understand the evolution of your eating habits. You went from. For all of all of middle school, you ate cookie. For, but seriously, tell the people what you would eat at middle school every day for lunch. You would go all a cart, cookies, which is basically like cookies and crap. Cookies, milk, cereal. <laughs> how did sugary, you become? Like how did you charm. grow to be like a strong well, I think boy? You're just a teenager. You don't. You yeah. know, your body's just like, just give me anything. Give me, give me something. Go run around for five hours yeah. and you're fine. But yeah, I think you get older. It's like you eat bad and it kind of hurts the next day. You're like, Ugh. Right. Did I drink a bottle of scotch yeah, or did I just eat a cheeseburger? But you you have you now are you're as disciplined of an eater as I know. I'm not bad. You know what? My wife uh she likes to really she's you know, I'm more of a I could eat the same thing every day. You and I are the same day. way. Like I uh, don't I don't need to think about it. No. But she, you know, she needs variety, so we we mix it up and you know, I'm fine with that. <laughs> but wine wine gets a bad rap. Beer. If you're beer, doing this though, if you're a swirling yeah. and sniffing like you are a professional, I just think there may be, but here's the thing. I wanted to say it was like because you don't chug wine, but you so you take sips of wine, right? Yeah. But if I would take a sip of whiskey, it's like check out Johnny Tough guy over there. So it's not about sipping or chugging. I think it's just a weird rat. I don't even know what it is. I think wine's great. So why I'm big into wine. 
Uh, beer feels like you're just like a good old boy, you know. You're just like, hey, give me a cold beer. You feel like like beer. Beer is the most instantly relatable. Like you are instantly yes. like if if a group of guys who didn't know each other all sat down and took and drink order. Whoever got the beer is going to be probably the most, the guy that people can relate to the most and want to talk to the most. Probably, yeah, I mean, I'd say that's fair. Yeah. And then hard alcohol, those because like there's a chance you're like Denzel in flight if you're if you're going the hard alcohol route. <laughs> that's always a tricky proposition. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh... Was he a little too good at playing an alcoholic in in flight? He was pretty good. He was pretty good at being a croco taco. Yeah, guy. he was pretty good. Yeah, uh... that was. Uh... But yeah. So we're scratching the listeners. I, I think I, that's I don't think a, you scratch recommendations, but not like hey, not tell stupid. us tell us what to do because right. then it's then we're in jackass territory. And yeah, that's such a good idea. I actually thought I was like because when Pat threw it out there, I was like, oh, that's a great idea. You came in, you scratched. Yeah, uh, so for people that don't know, you've been working for Stryker. Yeah, and I didn't realize. Well, when's the last time you were in surgery? So stri- striker is like surgical equipment, drills, all that stuff. Yeah. When's the last time you were actually in a surgery? Um, oh. Oh, it's been a while. No, I mean within a, the last week or so. Oh I mean, gosh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you're in there, in and out. Every How can while. you? You don't. It doesn't bother you at all. Well, they. It doesn't bother. I'm totally numb to it now. But so it did initially. No, I, I think you. It, it's. I couldn't do it before they give you the job. They usually make you do like a. Like a, a blood ride along, yeah. yeah. And, you, and there are people that drop in the cases because they're like they're not used to seeing. I couldn't blood. when when I was in the room for Mava being born, I had to leave the room. I didn't oh, like when Mava. I was. You seen the Blair Witch Project? Oh yeah, you were. The- I was. <laughs> I was. I and you think I'm exaggerating? To this day, Kim gets like mad at. She doesn't like that I wasn't like. At one point, I was like having to like hold her leg as she and I was like. I don't know why I thought plugging my ears and closing my eyes would make it better. <laughs> so I'm holding her leg, plugging my ears. <laughs> oh, you were there. You were I there. Was, okay. Yeah, this initially. And then you know you you know it's bad when the nurse who is helping my wife give birth asked me, are you okay? <laughs> she right. she didn't That's even right. ask Kim if she was like, are you okay? And I was like, I don't think I am. I truthfully thought I was maybe going to faint. Yeah. And so then I ended up having to go to stand in the corner. But you can you that doesn't bother you. You get immune to it. Yeah, it's, I can't do that. I, it, it's just it's just literally you you see it every day, and all of a sudden it becomes just like second. Seeing, yeah, you just whatever about it. Seeing groceries. I, I don't see a grocery. Yeah. I uh, the one thing I didn't like. So when I had my surgery, I didn't like the idea that, and some you don't think about that. My surgeon, I was like the sixth surgery of the day. Oh yeah, I didn't. When it's your, when you're the one on the table, you you want that to be like my surgeon has been studying and practicing for six months for this one surgery, and this is all he's been thinking about. I mean, it it's it blows your mind when you find out that surgery, for the most part, is like I mean, especially orthopedics, it's carpentry. It's the same yeah. thing you see in wood shop. It's like all right, line it up, saw it up, uh, cut pick it, up. it up, yep, and yep. it's it feels more like that than it is like. Your picture in your mind as a kid, where it's like this doctor is thinking about every little like molecule in my body. Like, yes, he's you know these guys like they do you know five to ten of these a day. Sometimes. See that I didn't yeah, like that. Like, and the other thing I remember thinking about the few days heading up, instead of thinking about like my mortality, I was like, I really wouldn't want to know what my surgeon was like. I don't want to know anything about what's going on in his life. You know, you don't you don't want to think that like because I mean surgeons are just regular people. Oh yeah, they might be like you know you might there's a, there's a handful of 
surgeons and doctors out in the world that, that people are like, yeah, he's an idiot. Yeah. Like, but somebody you don't, don't know. You don't. Yeah. yeah. It's. I don't want to think that my surgeon got into like a huge fight with his wife or something before. I, I don't want like if someone would have handed me a file that would have given me a step by step everything my surgeon's done for the past forty eight hours. No way in the world would I have wanted to. You look don't at want that. to know that. You no, don't want to know. that's way too much information. I didn't realize you. So you go into surgery how many times a month? Do you think a couple? I'm not in there all the time, but I'm I'm in and out maybe you know every other week. Yeah, that's every uh, week or so. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, Matt Hoskinson at one point like pseudo recruited me. Yeah, I remember. To, that. Yeah, and I was I, I realized at the time you were a hot striker candidate. I was for a while. Big, I was like I was like the Zion of all different surgical <laughs> equipments, but I I would have been a big bust. I'd have been because I I mean you'd have gotten me in the room. I couldn't or in the surgery surgery room. I'd have been terrible. I think you'd been okay after. I think it would have been that first week you'd have been like, this isn't for me. But you could. Get, I mean, I think you get over it. I don't yeah. think so. I don't. You, I don't know about you, but yeah, yeah. but the normal most person, pers- maybe. most normal people. Have yeah. you been okay? So, you been watching Hard Knocks, right? I just watched. Did you watch the third one today? Okay, yeah, I, did. I mean, it, it that guy it's John. Be, it's we call it John Gruden's show. It is <laughs> so good. It's he was made for that show. Yes. He, I don't know that the the players are necessarily their no, cars. Not that. nobody's interesting, but John Gruden is amazing. It's literally, like, if you took him out of this, because even the Antonio Brown nonsense, isn't it weird how when it's, everything that's talked about with his helmet and feet outside of the show seems crazy, and then somehow when it's talked about in the show, it seems like it's kind of like, eh, whatever. Well, Gruden said he knew about the helmet back in, like, like, June. Yeah. And he knew about the, you know, he said, he's been honest, he goes, I don't, I don't get this here. I don't get this thing here. Yeah. I don't. And so I don't know. But he, uh, yeah, that whole that that whole storyline. I mean, what does he want to pull? I mean, for a while I was like, does he want to play football? Or but then but then you see him on the on Hard Knocks and he's like, yeah, he wants to play football. Yeah, it's it's uh it's amazing the the res- the the response in the world of Twitter and every yeah. and, and the uh, media yeah. the way the media covers it, and then you see it and you're like. Oh, that's not even a big deal to them. No, and so that 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 difference between reality and sort of the narrative is it's there's a it's a cavern wide enormous. You know? Yeah, give it, okay. So for people that that don't re- remember, you were drafted by the Patriots. Yes, give me give everybody. I've heard the story before, but can you tell the Brady Belichick story, the one where he ta- the 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 first day the first day not necessarily you you can tell both stories of when he ripped Brady because you came in after the Super Bowl. Yes, yeah, but yeah. but the one where he talked about uh, Brady knowing all the different positions. Uh, do you remember that? So, you yeah, yeah. That's a great yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. So that's um, that was in training camp, right? So that was the the first week of the regular season. Okay, so this was two thousand eight. Eight. So yeah. this is actually the it was the game. It ended up being the game that Brady got hurt against Kansas City. That so this was like the first game of the year he got hurt in the first game. This, is this was Kansas. the Matt Castle year. Yeah, this was the, the it became the Matt Castle year. Okay, so this right. is my one year in New England, and like the we just finished the the preseason. Yep, and was going in the first week, and so you know we've already done the whole deal, and um, and this is sort of like my I, the story I, I tell as like they say, well, what's so special about New England, right? Mm-hmm. And so it, it you know we go in there, meetings start, 
and they they find a rookie. He finds a rookie, and he goes, you know, it's Tuesday, which is like, you know, usually it's like, all right, we're going to start our install, and we're going to learn about things, and he, Belichick starts asking these rookies, hey, you, over there, who are you going up against this week? Like, if you're a defensive end, who's the left tackle, right? right. And these guys are like, oh, I, I don't know. Like, I thought you were going to tell me that. <laughs> like, you know, like... He goes to a guy. It's like, hey, you, you're a, you know, you're a tight end. Like, who's the linebacker that's going to cover? Blah blah blah. They keep doing this, and then he's like, he goes to Brady and he's like, Tom. He goes, who's the backup Nickelback? And Brady's like, so and so, so and so, so and so, number thirty nine. This and he names the guy, and then Belichick goes, what does he do good and what does he do? And then Brady starts naming off all the things this guy does good and does bad, and. Every room kind of goes like, oh. And then Belichick goes like, like we when we show up here, you guys should have done all this research and know who you're going to get. Like it sort of set a tone where like, oh, you're you're a professional and you better you better right. you better do go the extra mile all the time. And that was like, you know, I was the guy that I'm a football nut and right. I got to spend a year kind of watching this and I was sitting up there just going like Oh my God, this is great! That you know? is that I that story. That's like one of my favorite stories. Well, yeah, it's it's probably my my number one. Like, what's the difference? And I, that one was like in the moment you're like it was like you know all the all the light bulbs are going off. Like this, this is, is why. what it is because you always wonder. Yeah, well, why? Because same thing with Alabama football or Kansas basketball or whatever. Like, why are they better than they are? And that's just like a small little anecdote. It seems like nothing, but like you do those things on another level everywhere, and it's it's no it's like it's right. not shocking then. Well, and then you said, and I feel like enough times the statute of limitations have passed now. Like you said, when then you got to Cleveland and even Tampa, it was like because you you had you were with Cleveland for a little bit, then yeah. you were then you were with Tampa for a little bit in the preseason. Yep, and it was there's a different like oh. you could tell. Okay, this is why New England's here, and these teams are not. I mean, I, like you love it. You love the, the some of the guys and some of the coaches, right? Yeah, teams, that's but not... like there's a reason why they didn't win many games. Why it was it was clear to me. I was almost like shocked, like oh, this is way looser here. It's way, you know, it, it, they don't have the same like the same culture, and it's not as like there's not standards. Yeah, there's not. Yeah, it's, well, just, it's just not as extreme, and it's right. just and you don't have the guy that sort of is the mastermind, like hitting the hitting the buttons where they win and where they need to be hit. Did you feel like cuz I want to get into I, I, I before we get to this season for Nebraska and all this stuff. Did you feel like like in for for two, the 2007 season. Did you feel that coming at all? Because like 2006 you guys were really good and you guys when I mean, you guys were in the Big 12 championship game like was it because we're getting into kind of the nuts and bolts of like the behind the scenes stuff yeah. and all that. like could you feel like we're, if someone had told you before that season started you're gonna go five and seven would you have been like get the fuck out of here you know uh, no I mean I think at that point you didn't you never feel, I guess you never yeah, think you're I gonna think, like we suck I think when you you've been seeing like steady improvements um, you don't necessarily think I mean you, we saw the you could feel that things weren't like. Culture wasn't great. Mm -hmm. You could feel that, but I don't think you'd ever think you're going to just like tank a season when you've got like talent. That's the thing is like, I mean, we had Dominican Sue in our team. You know, we had, <laughs> we got some guys or some pros, you yeah. know, that, that, you know, we have, we had enough talent that like you should never lose more than a couple games, you should win eight games, you know. So right. that's where 
until you are a part of something where the rails fall off, like, you know, when it starts happening, yeah, you see it when it starts happening, but before it happens, you don't, you know, you don't totally know. Because when I, you got talent, at least. Right. Because I could feel, you know, like the last couple of years when Coach Altman was at Creighton, like I could feel, I feel like my senior year was when everything kind of shifted. Yeah. We started recruiting P. Allen, like a bunch of guys. It was like, I, I could like, I remember even the year I was a GA and all this stuff, I could feel, again, you don't, like I said, in the moment, you don't necessarily feel like this is crumbling, but you're like, this is changing. Change, yeah, I think that's key. So this you can, is you know changing. different. Right. That's, I mean, because that, that's the thing about, it's not like there was a, uh, it's weird how success and failure are different. Like, usually success, there's a climb. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay, we won six games, and we won eight games, and we won 10 games. Sometimes the other, it doesn't work like that the other way. Sometimes, like, sometimes success or failure usually comes at, like, a dramatic, you can maybe feel it slipping, but in terms of, like, on the, in the, yeah. In the moment, you know what I mean? Like, because yep. even Nebraska football, they won nine games every year. Bo was here, and then all of a sudden, it was like, and Riley, shoo! and Riley even had the what did we win seven or eight straight? The, the, second, the second year, twenty sixteen. Even though, like, I think we all, it felt like we are like we're boy. not a great team, but we're winning. And but see, that's that's deceptive from what they were actually what they were. That was a big like. That's not really winning eight games was sort of like oh we we won eight games right. But it that that team wasn't eight. An eight See, and that's what's funny because I even felt the same. There were a couple of Polini seasons where they would finish with nine wins. You're like, man, they didn't feel like they were a nine win team. Yeah. So and with with last year, that's with with Nebraska, like they felt like they were better than a four win team. You know, and you know what? It was amazing that. Like I was almost proud of Nebraska fans for yeah. I, I think almost unanimously everybody saw and felt that like everybody saw the change between the the year before right to to last year from 2017 to 2018 that Colorado game everybody's like we lost and we were almost happy it was really weird because you go wow we well I know we're better they had 300 yards rushing they had seven sacks. Yeah, and they were flying around. It was like, I. That's where sometimes, like, when you're building it back up, I know this. Like, this sounds lame because ultimately, like, winning and losing and everything, like, that has to matter. But like, you either are process oriented or you're results results oriented. Yeah. And when you get, to, you need to be process oriented first. That's a good point. That's a good point. And so I think. That's why even this year, and we're going to get into how we define success on this year and all that stuff. Like, I'm I'm not ready to put everything into the end results as being the the thumbs up, thumbs down on the season yet. Yeah. Does that make sense? Well, it's it's still it's still early. It's year two with the right the right guy. The, you know, the trying, right I staff. I screenshotted some stats I wanted to show you. Uh, because there are two things I wanted to throw at you because I threw it at Barrett because you were listening to. Do uh, you've listened to Barrett yeah. on the pod? And I mean, the first six games last year, sixty-one total penalties, ten penalties per game, hundred penalty yards per game. This is an mm-hmm. average. They're minus seven turnover margin. They go zero and six. And in the last six games, they cut everything in half. Thirty-one total penalties, five penalties per game for about forty penalty yards. They're plus five turnover margin. They go four and two. <laughs> like that's dramatic, huge, and. I'll tell you, and I, I almost there's a part of me that thinks that it, it's not a bad thing that they started. They started out 
is unlucky and as bad as they did. Because I mean, it was a, it was a mixture was, of luck and it was a, a bad luck and a mixture of they didn't play well. Yeah, like right? ultimately they they still you didn't play well enough to win. No, and question. they weren't good enough players. Like no. that's part yeah. of it. So a part of me thinks, man, that that's not the worst thing to have that team start out bad and the fans all see though the progress still and the fans were i was so impressed with nebraska fans everywhere i went we you know especially i go to these hospitals yeah. we talk monday mornings that's what you do you talk football in the hospital so everybody really was on board and understood what was happening and so now it's like it brought the expect if we would have won eight in a row then all of a sudden expectations get out of control probably because that team wasn't ready to be an eight win in the contention that would have been potentially bad on a national scale than when you, hey, look how good we are, and then we crumble. Right. I want us to get to the point where it's built up so when we are the guys on the national stage, we're actually that team. You know, you know, you know what you're describing is I think this hurt Tim Miles. I think mm-hmm. Miles getting hot at the end of year two in some ways was the worst thing that could have happened to the, the trajectory of the program. Even though in the yeah. moment, in the moment it was like, oh, shit, going to the tournament, this is unbelievable. But yeah. him, them getting hot, elevated the expectations past to where the program was at. And then when we fell back down to what Nebraska had been in basketball for it was like, a decade, what, what the heck? Then all of a sudden, it was sort of the beginning of the end for Miles. Like, right. where I don't think people wanted to give him another run at it, even. No. You know? And it, okay, so I got another staff for you. And then I want to talk about the staff. And then we're still going with last year, but this is more. Last five years, mm-hmm. I don't. I, I I've given this stacks. I want to get your reaction to it. So, in the past five years, Nebraska in games decided by seven points or less. So basically, close games. Yeah. Okay. Nebraska has a record of nine and eighteen. Nine and eighteen. Five years. Last five years, games decided by seven points or less. Yep. To contrast it, Northwestern has played a similar amount of games. They played so Nebraska's played twenty seven. Games yep. decided by seven points or less. Northwestern's played 28. Northwestern in games decided by seven points or less is 20 and eight. I knew that was going to be that way. I mean, so what? Okay. So, like, because I think in some ways that's kind of the crux of like Nebraska's going to be in a lot of close games this year. Yes. And because they're not ready to be just blowing people's doors off. What is it to you? Football teams that win close games consistently do it because... Discipline, discipline. The smarter, more disciplined team, I think, wins eight or nine out of ten of those games. I mean, that makes. I mean, because that's Northwestern. When you that's watch it. them play, you're like, they don't necessarily have a bunch of studs. I but- mean, that, that's, a, that's actually the best, probably, example you can use because Northwestern... Especially being a you know a smarter institution, yeah, we're a, we're the yeah. big ten, and it's not just their their school smart. Like uh, to me, that's like yeah, you probably got smart guys in your team, but that doesn't mean they're necessarily. I've I've smart. had smart guys. I'm sure you've had. I've had guys that are like four O's and they're dipshits. Yeah, I mean the they're they're vice versa. Like hey, there's different kinds of smarts. There's yeah. there's like sports smarts, sports sort of like just natural sports instincts. Yeah, and then there's school smarts, and some of those people can they're real smart. They can take it and apply it same way, but I don't necessarily think that's always applicable but i think in the case of northwestern they they got a lot of those guys that are smart tough and they're well coached uh pats i mean i think he just i think that guy i love this i i I think he's awesome okay so let's get inside that a little bit like do you have to because i and this is this is hard to be taught like 
I do believe that some people are winners. Like, I believe that. Yeah. But I also think football is a tricky one in that sense where it's like basketball, one guy can influence everything. Yeah. Football, I mean, you could put... One guy can ruin everything. One guy can ruin everything. Yeah. Or, but, but you, could, you could give... Uh, you put Tom Brady on a bad team in high school, they're not probably going to win state. No, as I crazy mean, he, as a, you he put could LeBron get sacked James every play. Any, yeah, yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't block for him. So okay. So then, how do you you, you talk about discipline and all that smart? Like you yeah. got to recruit that on the front end. Can you? You know, uh, have you? Can you like cultivate that in practice? So the a, a big advantage if you look at Northwestern is, you know, you got tenure there. You know, how long has Fitzgerald been, it's there? been there for? Two thousand. Yeah, I mean, a, yeah, I mean it, a decade probably. At least a decade, I would. I think. I think maybe maybe more than that. I mean, 08? he might be like. Is he 08 or something? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, probably. Well, a long time. So that's yeah. what you're getting to. Yeah. So he's been there long enough where, you know, he's got the culture and he's got the continuity. He's got the right kind of guys. They don't necessarily have the most talent, but they got the right kind of guys that the games they can win. In the games they're in, they usually do. Right, like you always see, like when 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 Northwestern plays somebody close, it, you know, like they're not going to beat Ohio State every time. But if they're in like a a game that they're in with right. with Ohio as State, as Mike falls down, yeah, yeah, they they have a good shot of winning it, right? You know, because I just I think because of those things, right? And it, it, I mean, the, the thing with Northwestern too is like they. There's also, and this is something else that I think is a real issue for Nebraska. They now have, they believe they're going to win close games. Like, I think there's something to the fact that when they get into a close game, there's confidence that they're going to figure it out. And I, that's something that I still think is a work in progress with Frost group now, because like when they, if they, if, if it's a, if it's a, you know, if it's 31, 28 with five minutes to go at Colorado this year. Like, how are those guys feeling? Well, Nick, I don't know. Nick, I want you to think about something. You remember when you were 19? Like, yeah. <laughs> confidence is real. Everything. Confidence is a real... I mean, think about, like, you know, it's like... Oh, you, God, yeah. Going to, going to high school prom, you're like, oh, you know, like, yeah. think of that guy. Right. That guy's all of a sudden playing in front of 80,000 people right. the next year. Right. And, like, if he had a bad week or if he hasn't, like, if he hasn't done it before, he's still, like, basically like a high school kid, right. you know? Right. And that... But, so, I... I I think that is something that's going to be I'm, – I'm interested to see what all that looks like because I think ultimately they got to go – they got to go get it done in a game. Like you, you, can, you can work hard and practice right and do all that stuff, but like you have to go do it in a game. You got – and you know what? I think that Colorado game is going to be – I think that shapes the season in some ways. I, I, I really – I, I think I, if, if Nebraska goes and wins that game, I now think like – they could win the West. Like it could happen. Yeah. They could because the confidence, everything start rolling. They go lose that game. To me, it's like now all of a sudden you're talking about like you're going to be grinding to get to seven wins again. Yeah, maybe. I mean it's going to be nice that we have what we got: Ohio State at home, we got Iowa at home, Wisconsin at home, Wisconsin Northwestern's at home. in Lincoln. Yeah, so we got four home games against the the top, the top, right? But I don't think any Big Ten game is going to necessarily be easy, no. right? So. That Colorado game, though, like that—that that to me, that to me is a big moment because one, it's like—I mean, I, I, without overlooking South Alabama, I think they're over over there. There's like two wins. I think South Alabama is going to be like. I hope it's like, 
Hi, where's uh, this is Billy, and he uh, I think they're gonna he be... plays middle school football, but he's going to be in our. I line. really like, think I they're going to be. A, I hope I, that's I, that's what I mean. You're you're over under is two, and yeah. you're in like the Sun Belt. Hey, after last year and the the rain out, I mean, it just give us that win. We want that first no win doubt. so that we go can go into Colorado at one and zero, and then feel like all right, now we're just playing ball, right? You know, because right. you know sometimes. Like last year, like when you don't get that win, all of a sudden you start losing games just out of like, I'm just tense. I, I know at some point we got to turn the page from last year, but like think about so Je- just a little thing. Jebbia leaves the team week four the the season starts. That ma- that first of all that messes with the team and ended up being a problem because Martinez got hurt. Yeah, but the Akron game gets canceled. There hasn't been a game canceled in for freaking ever, and then. What happened at the start of the Colorado game? They started slow. They had two turnovers. They gave up a yes. flea flicker. Long, so yep. they got down. They got in a hole. And by the time Nebraska got it like in a game rhythm, yep. then they started kicking Colorado's ass. But so if you would have had that Akron game to get maybe some of the jitters out, I think they hit the ground running against Colorado. Yep. Martinez getting hurt, doesn't get hurt. Then he beat Troy. I suddenly they had a loss at Michigan just because clearly they weren't, they weren't ready. ready for that game. That's, but yeah. I guess. It just and again, ultimately they lost these games, but it just felt like literally at any point anything that could go wrong, it went wrong. It did. It, it did. It was amazing. But I, I like I like I said the the very start of kind of where this thread went off on. I almost think it's going to be long term better for them that they struggled and held it together. Yeah. And the Nebraska's fans are going to be better off because they were. They were on board with what was happening and understood this is a long-term deal. We see what the right things were where they needed to be, even though the the end results weren't there yet. Yeah. So I think there could be a lot of good from having to you know get kicked in the teeth a little bit with it the results. It sucked at the time. But, with the results. Right. But the the long-term benefit is like, all right, we're, we're seeing the problems early and we're addressing them. So we're not going to just say, oh, everything's fine because we're winning games because – Everything wasn't fine. Well, Barrett, I mean, Barrett on the pod basically pointed out that, like, you could feel it shift. Like, even the guys on the team were like, all right, either either people are going to do it this way or, like, we're going to deal with it. Like, we're going to make sure. And, like, and ultimately, sometimes you have to fall on your face to really change. Because I think there was this, before the season started last year, there was this element that Frost was going to ride in on this white horse and success was just going to happen. Yeah. Like, and I think, to your point, the 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 0-6 start, I think, made everyone realize, like, oh, just because Frost is here. Now, d- people's confidence in him didn't waver yeah. in Frost. But just because Frost is here doesn't mean that it's all just going to work out, you know? Do you think that the... The Central Florida six and six, then twelve and zero, is in people's minds though right now. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that's like you would know Husker Nation better than anybody. Like, what's what's the mindset right now? Yeah, uh, well, I would say the thing that's weird is I think the national expectation of Nebraska is higher than the local expectation. The national is that, well, everyone's they're ranked in the preseason top twenty five. They're picked to win the West by almost everyone. You grab every preseason magazine. Nebraska's picked to win the West. They've gone four and eight two straight years. And I I don't think people around here, like I don't, and I mean, when you talk to people at the hospital over like, and me interacting with people on my show, I don't think there's this feeling from people that are like, it's either win the West or it's a bad year. I don't get the sense yeah. that people are in that mode at all. 
Uh, but I, I don't. So that that's the thing that's kind of weird with this year. The thing that I get scared about, not scared. You can pick Nebraska to win the West for a lot of reasons. And you could be like, hey, they got a great quarterback. They got a great coach. The schedule's manageable, as we all pointed out. But if you point at Central Florida year two, it's like, well, look what Frost did in year two. It's like, eh. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that. I, I struggle to connect that dot, you know, like, because if that were true, then why didn't they have a better year last year? Yeah. If the linear, well, year twos happen like this, well, so year ones don't. You know, like, so I get concerned with people like, well, look what he did in the second year at Central Florida. Well, it's great, but that does just because it happened at Central Florida doesn't mean that that's going to happen here. No. And that's, that's interesting. It's also, you were saying though, if the national, is the national expectations changed though, almost in the last two months? Like it, I feel like that wasn't the case. Maybe. January, when the season February. ended, yes, and yeah. then all of a sudden, the last month, it's like uh, the only thing I've really seen recently is like Jerry Donardo was like, was yeah, saying like, raving, raving about. It. But like, Bo, every Bo, you and I of, can go to Barnes and Noble after this, and I'll, we can grab every college football preview magazine. Everyone picks Nebraska, everyone, and I, I think it's yeah, it's a recent thing. But why is it so much of the? Is it just because they've been pounding weights, or like what's? No, what's I the think deal? I think it's. Uh, I think it's a couple of things. I think from the outside looking in, you come at this from the national perspective. There isn't a prohibitive on paper favorite in the West. Yeah. Like Wisconsin had their first pseudo down year. They still won eight games, but they and they're replacing their quarterback. Yeah. Iowa, uh, there's always something about Iowa people don't buy. I don't I I think Iowa's pretty good. I don't know why yeah. people but like there's always some that people don't buy with Iowa, and they lost their two they had two first round tight ends. That's like true. two. Yeah. Um that's you can't replace. You, that's hard to replace. Yeah. Uh, Northwestern, there's an element of people not buying that, and it kind of felt like it was smoke and mirrors. They didn't win a game in the non-con, and they went undefeated in the West. Like, think about that. It's They're nuts. bizarre, like that. crazy. Uh, people still don't totally buy Minnesota. Their quarterback situation isn't great. So I guess you just go down the West, and there isn't a natural team that just goes. That's the team. So that's number one. Number two is this speaks. I think people picking Nebraska speaks to the respect for Frost nationally and Martinez. I was going to that's the first thing that came to my mind was Martinez is the only quarterback probably that people are he's a dark horse Heisman candidate. There's only I I had an I I looked it up like I think there are only four or five players in the country that have better Heisman odds than Martinez. I think that right there might be the the number 1 even. So cuz because you got to think about it from the outside you would go okay, let's think about Nebraska. Frost Oh, they got a stud quarterback. Well, what's their schedule? Crossovers aren't near as bad as they were. I mean, the crossovers last year yeah. were freaking at Michigan, at Ohio State, Michigan State. And, I mean, you got to be kidding me. This year, they're Indiana, at Maryland, and Ohio State at home. And then, and then all the tough division foes come to Lincoln. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people, they, they respect the hell out of Frost and think Martinez is a stud. They look at the schedule, and they go, and because there's not a natural on-paper favorite, they go, well, Nebraska is going to be that team. Yeah. And it's a little so I think there was like because I'm with you at the end of the season now and the yeah. other thing I forgot one thing the other thing is that they finished four and two in the final six games yeah so I think some people could see it like yeah. there was a there was, it was a ascension it was definitely ascension but I mean going zero and six to start a year it's like I mean that was still like a part of like even though we went four and two I think we we're all you like can't, you can't it's not like you'd be like well that wasn't really that doesn't count it right still count it still counts and so it's uh, I'm. It's pretty amazing kind of what has 
taken place, like I said, over the course of even six months since the season's been over. Well, so, okay, so since we're on this, I want to talk about this later, but let's get into it. Because I do think it is, we're talking about this hype. I know Frost, I think Frost has done a great job of just like, he's kind of embraced it, mm-hmm. you know, which I think you have to. But it's kind of weird to be a to be a team that's picked preseason top twenty five, picked to win the West, that has gone four and eight two straight years, has had three has had three losing seasons in the past four years. That's a weird. Those two things don't go together. Yeah. And the thing that the the thing that I I'd imagine the thing that Frost wanted to play was nobody believes in us, everyone's doubting us. It's way yeah. easier to motivate to prove people wrong than it is to prove people right. Yeah. And now that's so I like I almost think the outside noise made a made it a weird scenario for like motivating. And maybe yeah. we you know what sometimes though as I say this and speak out of both sides of my mouth. I also think and this is something I really try. Sometimes I mean shoot, me and you haven't played in damn near 10 years. Yeah. So sometimes I think we lend way more credence to like what a preseason magazine says <laughs> than it really does. Yeah. Like, I don't remember the only thing I remember. I remember we were preseason number one at Kansas my sophomore year because you're number one. Yep. Other than that, I don't really remember. You have your own in, internal expectation. Yeah. I talk for forever there, but what do you, I guess what you, you, does that make sense? So the question's more: Does does, does that, that yeah, hype change? Impact. I don't know that it, it does in a. You know, I, I have hard. a hard time feeling like the the guys right now like Nick, are not struggling like in the locker room. Like, yeah. Okay, don't. so there's there's the hype of we're number one in the country. Right. Like that's a different kind of hype of like, well, we cracked the top twenty. We're like twenty four out of you know. They're twenty fourth. Yeah, twenty fourth. So I don't know that that really moves the needle of like we're overhyped. I think more the we're picked to win the West is a little surprising, but I don't know that it really makes a difference. I think if you're picked to win the Big Ten expectations are maybe it's too probably, high. Yeah. Hype's too high. I don't think I don't even think the getting picked in the West is too high necessarily. I don't, but. I don't necessarily either. I guess it's just weird. It's weird to I mean, could you imagine in any other Power 5 conference a team go a team goes 4 and 8 two straight years and then they're picked to win their side of the division. You know I, what I mean? I would love to see when that's happened ever uh, else elsewhere i mean this it's that's why it's a little surprising but it's kind of a perfect st- like all the reasons i laid out it's a it's a weird scenario of a perfect storm of things yeah because i don't know that we are the most talented team um i mean is wisconsin more talented i don't know i don't know i mean i think they're better i think i talent's a hard a tricky thing because sometimes yeah. sometimes you can look more talented depending on your comfort in the scheme and how yeah. long you've been in a program. I think th- here, here's, here's where I think it's different. I think Iowa and Wisconsin are better at what they do than Nebraska is at what they do. Yes. And yeah. so what does that mean? I don't know, but that's how I would describe it. So the, the, the counter to even what I just said was, are we the most talented? Well, here's the, here's the aspect of talent that we don't know about Nebraska is, and, and Barrett touched on it is like, and I've heard from multiple people down, you know, that just were around the program. Sure. No offense to Mike Riley and their staff. They were good guys. They're all good guys. I think they wanted the right things, but people weren't working hard enough. They weren't hitting the weights. So are we the most talented? Well, I think we're going to find out now 
with our like what we've Two been years doing of that, strength conditioning. Yeah, and especially this last year, I mean, you're hearing guys, you know, it's like it's not like you win the, you know, if you win the weight room award, you're going to win a national, but like talent but, will come out now. So guys that weren't big enough and strong enough are going to be big enough and strong enough. And guys that like got a little bit faster, a little bit more confident, especially in the trenches, like that's where we're going to find out if we might be the most talented team in the West. Mm-hmm. And we weren't last year. Well, because, well, and it, it's the same guys with a few exceptions. No doubt. The recruiting but, rankings can be f- fickle and you can be, you know, uh, for some people they're yeah. gospel, for some reason they're not. But like Nebraska has recruited, when you look at Big Ten West go. recruiting, Nebraska on average, has been the best recruiter. Yeah, so you... Even with Riley and all that yeah. shit. I mean, Iowa had a couple of, you know, it, they had NFL guys, so you'd say, I was more talented than us last year, probably. Yeah. But this year, it's going to be, you'd probably say, you'd probably give us the edge if all the, the weight room stuff pays off and is, you See, know... So that's the part so, that I'm, I'm kind of... Right. I'm, I'm juggling almost. The talent thing... I I see that, so let's get into some concerns. Mm-hmm. I see the different like I see talent on offense. Martinez a bad boy, and I want to like get well, into a Martinez conversation. Yeah. Uh, Maurice Washington hopefully can play. I mean, you just hope everything works out. Dude can play. Yeah, I've heard this Dedrick Mills cat, this Georgia Tech transfer. Like, I mean, guy, good. guy rushed for seven hundred yards as a freshman, had twelve touchdowns. Like. I mean, all 30, I've seen is like a picture of him on Husker Illustrated. Yeah, I'm like, like, looks great. He looks like a winner, man. I think he's gonna. He looks. He's like gonna be hap- solid. Yeah, Clearly, he looks solid. great. Yeah, but I have yet to. Well, I, I guess I what I'm saying is like, he against ACC teams, he yeah rushed for 750 yards or whatever. Like that's the same thing with this Cal transfer. This Noah is less kind of wide Noah or so. Yeah. Last name's Noah. Like. Dude against Pac-12 defensive backs, like, did his thing for that chicken wing. So that matters. Yeah. So, uh, J.D. Spielman. I've heard Wondell Robinson, like Barrett said. I think yeah. the one of the most telling things Barrett said was, and I don't want to go too nuts with it, but he said, so far in camp, Wondell has been the guy that we recruit, like we studied on film. And for a freshman to even be able to play, it's, that's hard to do. It's so, just hard. It's hard to do it all. And, and so, I, so point is, I like, there are some guys on offense when I wrote down concerns, the number one thing I wrote down was difference makers on defense. I just don't, I don't know if I look around and I see a bunch of just Levante Davids and I get Levante. Like, I don't know if I see a bunch of elite difference makers there yet. Yeah. That would be the, that'd be the, that'd be the first thing I'd throw out there. Yeah. It's, um, I, I trust that, you know, I think the the things you can count on right now is I think you can count on Mo Berry, and I think you can probably count on the inside backers. The defensive line, I ha- from what I saw last year, I wasn't all that impressed, but it, it sounds like those guys have transformed themselves. That's what, to me, when we talk about strength and conditioning, where that shows up the most is D-line, O-line. It's it's. It's physics in there, man. It's moving. It's there's moving a non-negotiable weight. level of just raw strength, size, yeah. and power that you have to have. Yeah. So uh, I you can think be those, a you can be a weak wide receiver and still be really good. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 so that's the the part that I think people are feeling pretty good about those interior four guys. So they'll probably play, you know, a mix of you know four to six guys will play three spots. 
but I think there is those two outside spots. Can somebody get to the get to the quarterback? Yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't know these DBs how they're going to do new safeties, but you know the corners are have experience, which is good, and that's a tough spot to play. So I think there's, you know, the questions are: Have the DBs improved, and can we rush the passer from the outside? Those are the two questions that will show themselves, I think, pretty quickly. Tell, okay, I want to because I wrote that down too to ask you about. Chenander's aggressive. They 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 seem to blitz a lot from a guy that does it. they seem like they bring pressure quite a yeah. bit and they they want to like they want to be a disruptive defense yeah. they're not a keep everything in front of them type of they want to be disruptive force turnovers all those things pass rushers is that something that you are like are pass rushers born not bred are they meaning like can you do you either got it or can you I mean, like you can try really hard but like you know what i'm saying though like so that's something like, i get scared about of like like these guys that you're, you know, like when you got a six, seven, three hundred and forty pound tackle, and you're one on one with them, it's like you can try really hard, <laughs> and and you know what, it might not matter because yeah. like you got to have the speed, the power, and the quickness, or the just the sheer size yourself and strength to like to be able to to maneuver and you know so. I, I think there's yeah you can if you got some some you know base size and talent you can really work on it and especially in the college game and get yourself to be really good pretty good but uh, I don't think you can take a guy that's not you know not physically great, gifted and right. just be like man he works hard because because it's a it's a help me understand blitzing like from the person that you've blitzed before and you've got like yeah. when someone dials up a blitz like. Is it more on the schematics of the blitz to 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 land, or is it more on the individual? Like, even on a blitz, I think a lot of people in in, the, in my mind sometimes when I think of blitz, I think of like a, uh, you know, a perfectly diagrammed. Here comes a backer, and no one's there, and he crushes the yeah. quarterback. But sometimes a blitz, you still got to like make someone be, miss. Yeah, so or I think get around a guy. I think like most of the time when a when a when a coach is calling a blitz. In his mind, he's thinking, I'm getting a guy free. I don't think a coach calls a blitz be like, I'm calling this blitz so that when this back picks you up, you beat him. I don't think they think that Okay. Way. You know That's what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it's more like we're going to attack this and hope that they like slide the wrong way and we can get a two-on-one, right? right? That's more the, okay. the basics of it. But then you know what? Like you Sometimes they do pick it, you know, slide the right way or they the back's are in the right position and you got to beat them and still like right cause pressure. But yeah, I think if you're saying, what do you want to do? I think you want to get somebody free. In a pro- like, pro- okay. That's you want, yeah. yeah. You either want to like get a two on one or you want to like, you know, disguise something. Yeah. And the guy comes. Yeah. Or you overload or right. Right. You know. Okay. So the other thing too, with the defense, I wrote this down. These are so many things I wish I had written, written down, written down specifically, but think about, think about for a second here what some of these seniors have gone through in terms of multiple defensive systems. Yeah. So some of these guys went from 4-3 banker, two years of that. And I don't think it's any coincidence that that the year that, that Riley won nine games, that was the second year in it. They finally had continuity of a system. But then in comes Bob Diaco, disaster. So some of these guys went 4-3, two years of banker, or one year of banker, then to 3-4 Diaco, 
than to 3-4 Chenander. And although they run the same 3-4, it's Ch- Diaco's defense and Chenander's defense strike me as very different. Yeah. So the other thing, as we kind of like, we talk about concerns, maybe ended up like being answered, is like some of these guys, I don't think we understand how crucial it is to have comfort in your second year of a system. Well, like speak to do you. I mean, what yeah, help so, me? Cause you so know that world. Let's go right. back to, cause me and you were sitting next to each other at my house on the big screen on tape delay. So we could avoid all yes! commercials. So just smart. So who doesn't do that's the greatest thing in the world. You start so about- what you do is at kickoff, you hit pause, you go for a walk with your friend, yeah. like, like guy, you know, typical guy stuff. You get, go on a walk around the block, get and you your talk. food, get yeah. your food ready, get the pizza ready so that an hour into the game, right, you right. guys shut your phone off though. Right. Cause if anybody oh, is texting you, you and ruins right. it, cause somebody's going to go, can you believe it? So yeah, yeah there's going to be a thousand texts when you come to about three hours later, right, but right. Okay. Go so, an hour in. Right. so we're starting this game and where me and you are watching Northwestern. It comes down to the second half, and to your point on things that happened last year because it, they've had all these different. How'd they lose that game? What was what was the what was the one reason they would probably you'd say they lost that game? The Northwestern game. Yeah. Well, they gave up a ninety-nine yard drive with, but yeah, but probably two plays. What happened in the two plays? They got beat deep. Yeah. So just blown coverages. Right. By like simple, like simple coverages that they shouldn't even be a problem, shouldn't be thought something they practiced, but like they just didn't have the continuity. And it's like same guy, same simple, same bust, same bust that like you lose a game because you're not totally locked in. This is like, it's not even something that was hard to do. It's just like, hey, this is our defense. We're running. And so that was the, the, on your to what you're asking, like to me, the thing that stood out, like those are easy plays to make in year two that you're thinking too much in year one, and in year two you probably win that game. Right. That's the just difference. because you you have a better grasp of what you're doing. Yeah. Two two plays that like right. you ask the guy that blew him, he'd be like, "Well, I'd never mess those and, up again." But and and like sometimes I think we like to make sports out to be something that like the average person could you couldn't the locker room man you just don't get it man a whole different set of circumstances in there <laughs> but like sport like it's no different than anything. Are you more comfortable in year two of your job than you were in year one? Oh, of course. You're, like it's just like anything else. Yeah. And so. That's the one thing about, you know, it's all like, hey, the good news is we have everybody coming back. The bad news is everybody's coming back. Well, I think within that, you hope guys like uh, Lamar Jackson and uh, and Mo Berry and Honus and the Davis Twins and all those guys are just have a better understanding and are more comfortable in the system. And with comfort comes confidence. And then you elevate, you you would think you'd elevate a little bit. Well, in and like a, a Lamar Jackson's a great example of a guy that he hung in there. I don't know. I was kind of like on the I, he didn't quit. So one he dude he hung got, in there. He got like, you know you almost get benched and you're, when you he got benched, benched against Purdue. I thought well that's the end of that cat. Did, did, you know is he gonna quit? He didn't quit on the team. And he's a guy though that you know some of the the theme we've been talking about is well Nebraska might have this talent we just don't know. Lamar Jackson guy's like well you know he's got talent. He looks he looks the yeah. part. He's got it all. It's like, okay, another year with the system, with good coaches. Right, right. You know, probably working hard. Probably, like, all the things that 
like that that's a guy that can could make a leap and all of a sudden you know it's hard to throw on one side of the field against Nebraska. Right. Then it becomes easier to call defenses. Then all of a sudden, you know, we can hide any areas that right. are strong. So that's the part of this year that's going to be so fun. And I'm I'm uh, I'm excited yeah. for football in a in a way that I haven't been since, you know, the first couple of years of Pelini where it was like it was in the yeah, air. Oh right? eight, oh nine, ten. Yeah. So so I'm so excited to see this this team and just watch these guys. How much have they developed? How much like are we gonna make jumps? You know, you, I, I'm not expecting us to win a national, but I'm ex- I'm excited to see how how far we've come. Okay, let's transition to what we like because that spills into it. Okay, I think th- the first thing I wrote down, if I'm writing down what I'm like and what I'm confident about this year, the number one thing is the staff. Like I believe in these guys, I really do. And anybody that listened to my show over the last couple of years, I'm sorry, I didn't believe in Riley. I, I didn't believe in those guys. I just didn't. I just yep. it, I failed to connect the dots on how a guy that had been a career 500 coach was all of a sudden going to come to Nebraska and just yeah. rock the world. I just I, I didn't believe in him. And this these guys, I believe in these guys. So like the number what to your point about like all that stuff. Like the the first thing I I would write down if I'm confident about is the staff. Yeah, that's well, it, it. But it starts with them. It start everything about this team starts with this staff um and i mean it's i want to get so into that long. here let, let me help you it's been so long since the since the state's been behind a coach it's crazy I right mean, like Pol- it, isn't, they, it, isn't it crazy Polini had him until you know maybe 2013 and then it became divide 12 or 13 it started i think the night in a&m when he he f-bombed martinez yeah. Taylor Martinez and the refs. I'll tell you what though. They, they, you, you were watching bad. that with me. Remember yeah, that? The refs were bad that night. Me and you were kind of bad. Like as much as I like watching games with you, we, think about all the games we've watched together over the years. It's always like we uh, lose. So we lose a lot. Big Twelve <laughs> Championship game, seventy to thirty-one. We yeah. had to drink a whole bottle of Crown that night. We we swear to God we did too. One of the only times in my life I think I drank away my sorrow. That was the only time I was like, you know, it's always scary. Like you cope with your feelings with alcohol. We had to cope. We had to. We were also into Boardwalk Empire too, so we were like, it was like Nucky Thompson, Nucky Thompson here. here. What are we gonna- <laughs> Celebrate prohibition. All right. Who wants one? It's a, a fly sweep. Have another one, huh? Like, it, was, it was terrible. But uh it is crazy. The the sorry, the feeling of everyone believing in a staff. It feel it's 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 yeah. it's foreign around here for a while. It, it was. It's been a long time. Even because uh, yeah, I was a big Polini supporter because you know I I got to play for him for a year and got to know him and I I and clearly he was like he's a mastermind. I think he's one of those guys that uh, I think history will kind of be kind to him if that makes sense. Like I actually think great twenty coach. years from now they'll look back on Polini and be like. Psh. But you remember in our within our group of friends, polarizing. It, it was polarizing. It would be, it would be me on one side, and then two or three guys saying Pelini's got to go, and I'm saying no, you can't get rid of Pelini. You know he's doing too well. He's too good of a coach, and we got nothing better than him. And it would go for probably two years. See, that that got exhausting in the state, though, it because did. it was. It was like it became political. It did. And obviously, it was like you were either like a Republican or Democrat. You were either like a for Bo or you anti Bo. I'm like, make just- Nebraska great again. <laughs> Keep Bo Pelini. Make Nebraska great again. Please, my guy. I'll tell you what he's going to do. He's going to build a wall on the defensive line. You're I got never the best gonna- blitzes. My blitzes are fantastic. <laughs> I love what these blitzes do. I don't understand Bill Callahan. 
It's just it's pretty much what it was, you know? We got Sue here. <laughs> we got Sue, he's a great guy. We love Sue. You want crooked Peterson? Go ahead. We need <laughs> You want crooked Callahan? I just think that's we, what, it, but but that's what it we could have really made Nebraska great again. <laughs> we could have just kept Bo Pelini a couple more years. Everybody. Four more years. Four more years. <laughs> I was a big. You were a big. Supporter. You were a big Pelini supporter. Um, well, uh, let's get into staff a little bit because I don't know if you you and I have ever fully talked about like. First of all, I can't get a frost impression. I can't. He's very monotone. Is I told he's him, it's like I told the guys. I he's kind of. Yeah, he's, he's down here a little bit. It? It's hard. It's it's why I told the guys Midwestern we, Midwesterners are brought in to do the national news because they have no regional dialect, and Frost falls into that. So it's like, you know, wait till like he I'm hires so like, uh, like are you? Are you <laughs> like hopefully he hires like somebody that's uh, like, hey, my name is something. I'm a assistant coach. Guess what? Like, this is Teddy. <laughs> Teddy talked to him. It's like, hey, what's up? I'm Teddy. I like Guess this what? Guy. Hey. It's, it's tight Teddy over here. But no, he it's, is. It's kind of like Tom Osborne. It's like, well, uh, you know, yeah, he's nice. just going to be. I mean, If Tom just... Osborne read me a bedtime story every night, my REM sleep would be like. <laughs> I... <laughs> oh. Bernstein bears. You know, there's uh, a bear and it just wanted honey. And <laughs> you sleep. I'm like. <laughs> he, I mean, that guy is. No. But Frost is a little bit like I, I want to get Frost. I want to get Frost on the pod at some point and be like, get excited, man. Well, we got. Well, we'll see if he likes wine, and we'll we'll. What see if we can Frost is probably like a bush light guy. I don't know. And we'll figure that out. But okay, so with Frost, um, what were we talking about? We, I, I want to talk about the staff, and I I said I didn't have before an impression we made of Frost. Nebraska great again. Before we called for four more years, <laughs> four more years. I want read my lips. <laughs> No more punting. Wait, wait, is this JFK now? Why is JFK, why is JFK on the pod now? You elect me. No more punting. No more Oklahoma. Why is JFK? Why is JFK all of a sudden? I don't know. Uh, Third and two is a running down. You elect me. We'll convert. Four more years. JFK. Ask not what your quarterback can do for you, but what you can do for your quarterback. Oh, God. I tell I tell their special teams, not going to do it. Not going to blow pot. Not going to do it. Read my lips. Read my lips. Okay, so. Um, Frost. Well, with with Frost, you he seems like, what do you think makes him great? I mean, I know you're not in the trenches with him for lack of a better term you but know, like i i'm i would defer to my brother and since i just literally you know, i, I yeah, listened to that game, podcast right? yeah. on the way up and the things he said about the messages the, to the team so that's the, the part i didn't know about frost i didn't know that he so hearing that was it wasn't totally surprising because you usually a good code but like you just don't he's a younger guy and he doesn't seem like Again, you know, like there are certain coaches, you know, like Herm Edwards would be like, are we here to play? <laughs> You'd love everything. Uh, hey, now, hold on now. <laughs> we are a team. Like, like Herm, you can understand. Oh, see, Nick, you Herm, love I Herm. would love Herm. You'd love oh, Herm. Herm, Herm like, yeah. I would, see, I think Herm would make me laugh more. I would see, I'd have a hard time being, everything Herm would say, I'd laugh. At. That's the same with Gruden. Like, I like Gruden, I, I, but I just laugh I at I can't him. stop laughing. Having I'm everything laughing. Gruden says. See, but I look, Coach Self was really good at like he. I mean, he he would just yeah. 
And see, I, that's why I like Pelini because Pelini could, you know, he would he would give these speeches. I've told you what we said before we'd break. I think he still says it. Who? Coach Self. Huh. Before we break, before we leave the locker room for every game. No, I don't We know. still say it because that is a Hall of Fame induction. We brought in all the former players, and we all at the after party chanted this. So before every single game in the locker room, we all he, he, he's like, all right, guys, bring it in. We put our hands, he goes, let your nuts hang on three. We say, let your nuts hang. Wow. As we run out. That's his thing. And even at the Hall of Fame after party, Andrew Wiggins, me, Russell Robinson, all these different guys, we we had a drunken let your nuts hang. (laughs) It's great. It's just incredible. I mean, as... But that kind of gets you... As a man... That's what are stuff. you looking yeah, at? Eh? What? See, that's but you can't do that as a coach unless that's you. Unless See, you're, that's him. if He's you just... tried to do that and you didn't have it, you'd like lose your players forever. They'd be like, "Yeah, coach." <laughs> Mike Riley be Let like, "All right, guys, hang. let your nuts hang with All a right. hip hip hooray." I mean, he hip hip. Nebraska had a coach that chanted "hip hip hooray" after games. That's not a recruiting tool, folks. That's a uh, hip hip. Hooray. That's, uh, I don't know what that, that is. That is really bad. I mean, it's really bad. Uh, yeah, that was, that was pain. That was That's one of those, bad. That was one of those I was like, you know, you get. Yeah, you uh, see that. And you, it's almost, I don't know, if like somebody has to make a speech that's not ready for it. And they like, in their bond, like, it feels like uh, you're uncomfortable for them. Like, oh. when I saw that, I was like, oh, man. Like, oh, man. <laughs> it hurts me a little. That's okay, but, though. Okay, he's, he's, but, but, like, a, he's a good Frost, guy, nice guy. He, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, no doubt. He got nothing. Bad football coach. But, uh, I mean, he. No problems with Mike Brown. He, he uh, but Frost seems to have, like, he's got, he's got, like, a unique Demeanor, confidence, swagger, vibe—that yeah. is genuine. That I think clearly like resonates. Well, Nick, he—he's a—it's a—it's all—it's the right kind of crosshairs of everything you're looking for. He's young. Mm-hmm. He's—he's he's still in shape like a mug. I mean, he was a former player who was good. Played quarterback. Played defense. Knows his stuff. He's a cool guy. I yeah. mean, that's that doesn't hurt. Like, he's a cool guy. So the you know this generation coming up, they see a coach that's like, like it's almost like a big brother thing where it's like they're like, oh, that's that guy's cool. Like right. I, I like they they go the extra mile for someone they think that's like like a cool like someone they really respect mm-hmm. too. It's like a it's a it's a he's young enough to be dude, cool. Dude can hop in, but old enough to be respected. Like he can still hop in. Like, cause in, yeah. uh, I mean, in, in Central Florida's conference, conference, they have uh, one of the teams run the option. Is it? It wasn't Georgia Tech. No, they played they somebody were, that had to run the like, and like Frost like hopped in there as scout team. Like when your Navy, co- Navy Navy ran Navy got Navy there ran like, in the Navy. <laughs> we can run the football option. Like that, if they didn't have to just you know mop the poop deck. They'd be a good team. <laughs> that's their problem. Too much time mopping the poop deck. Every time they're about Homer to- Simpson <laughs> thought the poop deck was different than what it was. Uh, okay, but no. So okay, that's the conversation on Frost. Apparently, okay. where did we? What did we get? I got. I don't know what. Maybe when we started doing political coaches, that's when things get crazy. Okay, offensive system. I wanted to ask you about that. Like as a defensive guy, 
Barrett talked about conflict. Like you're just constantly in conflict when you're going against that offensive system. Yeah. What is that? How you would answer that question too? Like as a defensive guy, I know when I watch certain teams that are really good defensively in basketball, I'm like, man, I'd be a bitch to go against. Yeah. And like, what? What would? What's just? What jumps out at you when you watch Frost system? Being like, man, that would be awful. Um, the tempo. Uh, tempo, tempo, yeah, tempo. Tempo don't bother you. You ain't got no problem with tempo. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think tempo, tempo is never fun to play against, but it, it's just it, it causes problems with getting the plays called in, like the yeah. defense, the defensive, yeah, yeah, getting the defensive plays called. is always it never fails. They're late, and that causes problems. But you know, he puts you in that like that uh, that conflict of of the RPO. Yeah, it puts you in the conflict of like you know that run pass conflict where you're. You really do have to have like your two, like you got to have your drop or your man and your gap all in intact. And some offenses are, hey, you know when they're going to run and you're just playing run. Or it's like, hey, we, you know, we know pretty much their tendency says they're going to pass out of this. And it's, it's an easier thought process where you always have to account for the quarterback. You always have to have the like, they could run or throw truly anytime, anywhere. And, it just causes you to just to be thinking more, and you know what happens when you think? You yeah, make mistakes. Play slower. When you know what they're yeah. going to do, or have, they're going to run it. Here's my gap. It's pretty easy. What? Let, let's go to the the defensive system. I don't know if we ever really talked about this. Like, what do you do? You like Chenander? Like, what do you like about it? What What stands out to you when you watch? Uh, yeah, no, it, it's good. It's a good system. I don't know the you yeah. Know, the, the, int- I'm not asking the you details of it. Like, like I should. I mean, I, I understand. You know, I see it. I, I like three four because there's it. You can vary the blitz pack. I mean, there's there's a hundred more blitzes than you can do out of a four three. Four okay. three is just, but four three is good a lot of times for just like when you're trying to rush the passer. So we'll do some of both, but I think it's fine. It's just you know, it's it's a matter of uh, can your personnel hold up? Because when you can stop the run with seven versus eight, then you're really you you're really more dangerous. Because then you bring that that guy back and he's. He can double team, and he, you know, the coverage is to become easier versus like this guy always has to be down the run game. So right. three, four, you can. It's easier if you got the right guys to, I think, stop the run with seven um, versus having to always bring eight. Right, and then you have the more varied blitz package. So that's why I, I like the three, four. I mean, in the end, is like you, you can do either if you just do it well. So to me, it's three, four, four, three. Do one of them well, right? And it doesn't matter. You played with Greg Austin. You know Greg. Like what? Do He's Greg's my recruiting class. Yeah, yeah. Greg's Greg's buddy, of mine. Greg. So Greg. did you feel like? Because some guys, did you feel like he was could be a coach one day? Like did it have? Did he have that feel to him even back in the day? Yeah. yeah. So he wasn't like the the yeah, guy. I think he does a like, good job because I mean the, the the line. You realize they average a they averaged a hundred more yards rushing per game. Last year compared to 2017. Wow. Think about that. Wow. Really think about that. Yeah. A hundred. Yeah. Now, granted, the system's different, but nevertheless, there still is a element of like the ability to run the football is I have to line up and win. Yep. So, but yeah. Hey, but, I, I think Greg's a, he's, he's a guy that he always was really like sharp with football. He, ne- yeah. he was never a guy that anybody had to worry about, like knowing the game. He was tough. He came in and he plays a freshman. Back in the time when Nebraska offensive linemen, you didn't do that, you know? And so, and he also got to spend, he got to spend, you know, three years under Bill Callahan, who 
you can say what you want about really Bill good O line coach. He's too. a really good O line coach, and that scheme I, I think was a good experience for Greg because right. that's like a base blocking scheme that it was very pro style. I mean, it was West Coast offense, and it's complex, but like lots of base blocks too from what we were doing. And then he got to go the opposite, which is Chip Kelly in the up tempo, like you know Oregon, yeah. you know. So he did that with him and the Eagles. Well, I guess it was it was when he was at the Eagles when he was with Chip. But, yep. Um, so he's learned two very different systems, um, but from two very good coaches. Yeah. And so he's got some good experience, and he's he. I you know I think he's doing really good. Things I want to talk about Verduzco for a second, but real quick, you brought up the fact that he played as a freshman. Do you like the four game redshirt rule? You know, you know the new sure. like yeah. you like that? Yeah. Why not? I mean. It gives guys a chance to play, and you don't have to burn it for four games. And I think it maybe keeps guys like more engaged because, like, oh. you and I both redshirted a year, and like that's a yeah. So on that point, I I was one of the lucky ones. I was the only guy, I think, one or two guys. I got to suit up for half the season, right? So most everybody else that was a freshman was. That was red. It's hard to they not. Were, they were done, and I'm telling you, guys were checked out. It was like it's hard to not like that redshirt year. It's hard when you know you're not going to play, and yeah. you know there isn't a chance you're going to play. You check, you check out, and it's like I'm doing scout team. And guess what? This guys may have uh, started. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go <laughs> you drink go, beer, you and I'm gonna bars go, on yeah, Thursday like, night. I mean, that's right. Go, yeah. What do it's, I care? It's hard. So I think that the other thing it does is it. it even the guys that may not have a path to even put like a key, when there's that shred of a chance that like you maybe could play, you're going to stay like slightly more engaged. I think even that's good too. Yeah. So just from my own experience, like I, I, I half the season I traveled suited up and I was second or third string, like with expecting to play because we were, we were thin at that position. So they were they wanted to redshirt me, but they were like, "We may need you." So I got the experience of like preparing like you were going right, to play, right? And had to be ready, travel with the team, stay in the hotels, you know, go through the meetings because that's as a freshman, that's all new. Totally, you know, you're used to I mean, like, high school football is just like you don't even watch film in high four. school. Yeah, it's you know, so that process for me gave me a big jump on the next year. So I ended up not no playing doubt. my freshman year, but you know, I got the ex- the half year experience where. There was a lot. Most all the other freshmen that that were they said no. You are just redshirting immediately. I mean, like I said, that year became just like all right. Just get through it. It's hard not to, you know, hit the weights. But we don't expect you mentally to be where these other guys are. And then Verdusco, have you talked to him? Nope, haven't haven't got to really talk to him yet. I mean, he (laughs) have you have you met him? I have not. Okay, but he is a he's he's DM'd me on Twitter. Like he seems like a genuinely awesome dude. Uh, everything I and this is and only, a great coach too. Yeah, I mean the one the fact he's a great coach that's a great that's the best place to start. But I I think it's always good to have a handful of like true characters. Yeah, as your coach, authentic. Like guys, they're unique people that are like you need those different flavors sometimes. To really, because I think those guys bring different perspectives. No doubt, yes. You know? Well, I mean, especially he seems to cut through. You know, football, when you think of a football coach, you think of a guy, you know, got a dip in, guy, you know, I mean, just who like. Was the so Browns, I, who was that Browns line coach on Hard Knocks last year? Uh, that was like, God. yeah, the, kept going, 
I don't never Coach stretch. Wiley. He doesn't yeah. stretch, yeah, but he like, was like, we won two war wars by just doing high knees. You know, he, <laughs> like you, that's what you think of a football coach. That's though. a little. He was a character, but he was like the football coach. You character. think of a guy who's like all oh, that fancy pantsy stuff. Get in I there. smack you. You know, like that. But like Mario brings like you know like 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 a Shakespearean like. He's got the philosophical. He's got the like, John Lennon glasses. I feel like he's, he's got like Tchaikovsky like, in his as he's like studying film, and it's like, aha, <laughs> play action pass. Like that's what he strikes me as. He's got like a a beaker and a Bunsen burner, burner, and he's like, there we go. Okay, ha ha, quarterback potion. Ah. Like, that, like that's what he seems like. I've got the play. Good. I know it. Like I feel like in the offices, all of a sudden you hear like Eureka, and he's just like, "Oh God, Marie, Mario's found another play." We run like, left with ah, a pass right. Tempo, oh, <laughs> like that's what he strikes me as. I don't know. I went into Adam Sandler a little bit, <laughs> but but that's what he seems like. But I mean, his track record's incredible. And then I asked Barrett about it. It's real. They have a seven hundred question test for the quarterbacks. When do they take this test? I don't know. I mean, it seems like it's something to take over the course of like, imagine like 700. Remember the Scantrons? Like, yeah, they're horrible. Those things were like 50 questions or 100 questions. For what though? Like, like just quite, like, I remember just like, just, I could imagine answering 700 questions. Ah, that's a lot of questions. Yeah. But I mean, it's just, but again, I think that like speaks to the details, the passion. You have the, you all learn, that stuff. You learn it by those type of things, though. He's probably doing that he, only because, like, right, right. He's calling it a test, but really, it's like you're studying. Right, it's all you're doing. Which okay, so we'll we'll wrap it up talking about the quarterback. Okay. It if you didn't Ohio State try to trademark the, I'm kind of the, offended. I'm offended. by What it. is with that? That I'm is offended. I actually like. I'm not anti Ohio State. Like I actually these go, all of our words. That's, that's the all most. That's like you don't get to have it. We you, all have you the own the. You want the? Can't have it. The the I mean, belongs the to the big, world. That's the most lame thing I've ever heard. In my the life. belongs to the world. Ohio State. The Ohio State University is like the biggest one of the bigger it's, turnoffs it's in the snooty. world. It's a little snooty. Isn't it's it's it? snooty as it gets. The the, the hell out of you here. Don't get that. it. But Martinez, if 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 I had to like create a quarterback like Westworld, we're Westworld. We're creating a quarterback. Like I really think I would create a like in twenty twelve. Don't laugh. <laughs> I would create Adrian Martinez. What would you do in Westworld? <laughs> I'd go to different places. I'd but try to I, solve the puzzle. Yeah, no. yeah, I would too. That's some sort of puzzle. I I would, but he is for what you want in a college quarterback. Even pro now with with like yeah. he's like the perfect he his personality is like everything I want. Uh, his skill set, everything I want. Who is okay? Let me ask you this. This is always a fun game to play. Give it to me. Not that they, he's to their level, but if you had to say he's a cross between this guy and that guy, who are your two guys that you would say make Adrian Peterson? Or if there's Adrian one Martinez, guy. Adrian Martinez, yeah. Uh, Adrian, yeah. Adrian Martinez. Good question. I mean, he's got the... He's got the athleticism of... I mean, he, like, the easy comparison is, like, he kind of, and this guy hasn't had a great career, but he, I mean, he's kind of like Mariota. 
I was gonna say I was gonna say that too, and, and I don't want to say that because he hasn't had a great pro career, but that doesn't matter. I mean, Mariota was an unbelievable college football player. Yeah, he's a Heisman winner. I mean, I mean he's like he's he's kind of like a hybrid to me of like of like Mariota, a little bit of Sean Watson at times, but his throwing. He's a good thrower, dude. See that that's where actually I was gonna say Mariota, but you said Watson. I think he moves a little bit more like Watson than Mar- Mariota's like maybe faster and is a little bit maybe more like sudden than him, but but Martinez is smooth. Oh. That's the thing, is like that's where I'm trying to find the two guys. And Watson's don't. not a bad choice because he's smooth. That smooth movement and he throws a good ball. I mean I'm trying to think who the... I don't know the throwing. I don't either. I need to look. You bring up the smoothness. Like, there is a weird element to him that, like, he has this this thing about him that tacklers, like, melt off him. He's, and I don't yeah. know what that is. Like, it's did not, you ever play against guys? Yeah. Like, try, like, like it's almost like he's covered in oil or something. Yeah, like, he, so you there, can't... There are guys that are, like, herky-jerky, powerful, explosive. And then there are the guys that, like him, like, he just slides and he glides, right? Yeah. Like he's a, it's a really, it's another kind of athleticism. And it's really impressive how, how just like he is, he's a little slippery, but it's just like, he's smooth. And now he's, he's put on some weight too. It looks like. So, I mean, for him, it's like, he's got a, he looks solid. I just, I just don't think people understand how hard last year would have been for, I mean, here's a true freshman that didn't play his senior year of high school because he was out with a shoulder. So he hadn't played football in a year. He's with a team that clearly was a little broken and fragile and not yeah. quite there. They lo- they start 0-6. He gets hurt. He plays hurt for the whole year. And he still, I wrote this stat down because I saw it on ESPN. Adrian Martinez was one of seven players last year with 2,500 yards passing and over 500 yards rushing. So one of only, like... The, and he missed he missed And he, mi- and he, he missed a and- whole game. He played a half against Michigan. Yep. And you have to assume even for the rest of the season, he wasn't 100%. And he was a freshman? And he's a freshman. Yeah. It, it, he uh, And he never really, to me, seemed like he was ever really that worried about anything. Like He, he kind of always... See, I guess like, that's right. Like, when I talk about creating, like, he has the perfect... I'm big on, like, quarterback body language and demeanor and how you interact with, yeah. like... I just think they're... Behind every good team, there's usually a quarterback that has is a really good leader, has all those things, and he has he just has it to me. Yeah, he has it. Yeah, I, I, he he's been very impressive, and yeah, it's it's that that calm, that sort of un unfazedness that he has. Totally, it's uh, I think that's one of the more impressive, at least from the outside. I mean, I I, I don't. I've never talked to him, and I I've never. Really I had him seen on the show him. on my show, and I was just like, "That's." I was blown away, and the thing too is like, you ever talk to somebody that I'm sure you had players at times, like, you know, when guys, it's like they went to a bookstore and like how to be a leader or how to, and they're like, it's not sincere and yeah. genuine. Like he he is naturally yeah how he is, and which is cool, calm, uh, poised, great leader. Uh, He's got a yeah. Just I'm just so impressed with the guy. I mean, I think he has a chance. I said this to Kugler. 
I mean, I think he's got. To, I don't want to heap too much on him, but like, I think he's got a chance to be on like the Mount Rushmore in Nebraska. President of the United States. The President yeah, of the United that's States is what, what you I were think. thinking. Yeah, yeah, I think he's going to be the President <laughs> of the United States. I think he's got a chance to be in the Mount Rushmore in Nebraska quarterbacks. Well, we've never like we've have we got, ever given a Mount Rushmore in Nebraska quarterbacks. Um, I don't think we've ever. I think you know it's it's T. Frage, Frage, Frost, Crouch, and then Turner. You, Turner would probably be. I mean, oh boy, Turner did his thing. I mean, you got to think like uh, like Jerry Taggy, but like you know, I I just don't, I just don't know. It was a guy in nineteen ninety. Like I, I think you got to consider Taggy because he won a national title. You right? and a, you and a natty. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna respect it. But it's the same time. It's like that's uh, like that's in the past, man. Like I, I go my my dad's era, which was mid seventies. Yeah. So my dad, Dave Hum, boy, and your dad's yeah. So your dad. Those guys in that that era were sort of like, it's amazing. Like there was guys in the sixties, but like I always kind of like anything before my dad's era. It's like I don't know nearly as well, right? Right. So I know only you know I know guys like Bob Brown from the mid sixties. You hear about Frankie Solich's fullback. Uh, sure. My orthodontist Dennis Claridge was a great great quarterback in the the late fifties early sixties. Um, you know, Pat Claire, guys like that that were just like you knew, um, but you just don't know quite as much, right? So it, it's so sort of you, like it's hard it's hard to go back. I mean So let's go, let's go f- let's make this easier. So from nineteen eighty on. Nineteen eighty on it's that's easy. That's so for T Frage, you want to get your Turner game going? I have to. Let's go T Frage, Turner, Frost, that, Crouch. That motherfucker Eric Crouch was like to me, and this might be set like bet in terms of just pure ability to run the option. He's the best. Like I, I thought because that guy could run you over, he could make you miss, he could yeah. hit the home run. Like so, I would go Turner, Frage, Crouch, and then you put Frosty on that. You put Frost. I think. I mean, he won a national won, title. Yeah, yeah. You got to put him there. And so I think Martinez has a chance to supplant Frost. That would be fitting. Frost would be happy if that happened. We'll tell Frost about this when you get him on the pod. We'll say, "Do you understand? You are you are going to be training the guy that replaces you're you. the first one out. He's the first how one in. How much would people? <laughs> how much, is this like NCAA tournament bubble? Like yeah, like the first four out. You're the first out. The other Joe three. Gans, the other three. Like like like. Who are Jeff? Who are, Jeff the mountain carvers. Like they're already carved. <laughs> they're up there. There's no going back. It's a big mountain. I've carved them. But that last guy, it's sort of this the head. Do we have some sort of mountain range in Nebraska at all? Like Chimney Rock? We're gonna Could we? How much would the No, the we're world... gonna put them on Scott's Bluff. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're yeah, Frost would be he wants How to be much, on Scott's Bluff. Do you think Bluff. people would would rip would rip us by us, I mean Nebraskans, if we truthfully ripped off Mount Rushmore? Just full fledged ripped it. it off. Okay, what's the Mount Rushmore Nebraska football? T.O., Bob Devaney, T. Frage, Rich Baugh? Rich Baugh <laughs> is definitely on there. Okay, who's the fourth? Uh, oh, man. Um, Johnny Rogers? You go Heisman, so, I mean, that's the only... Man, woman, and child? That's the only... Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's tough. tough. That fourth? That's tough. I, I would say right now there are... It's Devaney and, and T.O. And T. Frage to me. Right um, or we, I, you, you, uh, you, you, I wouldn't you think, go. You, 
Jeff, you said his name's Jeff. Jeff, Jeff has already carver. carved Devaney and Tio in the mountain. But he can't make. Jeff is waiting. He gets way ahead of things, but he doesn't go. He knows where he can, you know, he where can he re- can get to. Yeah, yeah. But he's not going to make a, a assumption that, right. hey, you know, because he does the guarantees. So he's got the guarantees <laughs> carved in the mountains. Um, God, that's tough. I the the we'd have to spend a lot of time thinking about that because maybe that's some. I don't by want, the end of the year. We'll have a we'll have the official Mount Rushmore Nebraska football. Oh, that's going to be hard. I mean, there's two that are easy. Two T.O. and Bob. Yeah, but there's always got to be four. Oh, that's tough. I don't know. That's tough. But I guess to the original question, like, I think people kind of respect it. Like, it should be, like, let's embrace no. as a state, what are we? No, what do we would, care Nick, about? Nick, people would love it. People would love it. We like football here, period. It is our number one uniting identity in this state of in this no state. question it's like i always tell people that because i you know where i work uh, you know it's a it's a global co- uh, company and we we meet for these national sales meetings and there's right. people and it's big everybody promotes their college hey oh i'm a this i'm a that and then they say when you say i went to nebraska yeah and they ask me about what's like what's it like are nebraska fans pretty good and i say Okay, to keep it like who's modern, who's like on top, I go, now picture Alabama, Alabama fans. Now picture them if they didn't have Auburn in their state. That's what it's like to live in Nebraska. I've never heard anyone phrase it like that. And to be a Nebraska fan. That's right. Because there's there's nothing to divert you away from Nebraska football. So Alabama doesn't have a pro team, but you got Auburn Auburn. in the heart of your state. Think about that. Taking away tons of fans. Right. So there's there's a bat. It'd be like no if Creighton, let's say Creighton had a football team and Creighton was like an Auburn. They'd be Auburn. They'd take it, half. D- the, it would it would they take half the state. That's because true. you I know what? Omaha's a million people. They take half of the state. Yeah, that's interesting. two million people and they are united for one team. UNO's gone. Right. And UNO wasn't taken. No, they were many not. people. No. So it's that's a, interesting. It's a rare, it's sort of a rare era in the country where we are a national championship caliber team. Historically, and we have no rival, no pro, no college rival. Michigan's got Michigan State, right? Ohio's got Ohio there's State's a million, got, and there's just a million. There's different. a bunch of little ones yeah. there. Um, USC's got UCLA in the same city, right? Um, you, Texas has, I mean, Texas, Texas now has Texas Tech, Texas A and M, Houston, Florida, Florida, Florida State, Miami. Yeah. So I don't know that there's another one. I mean, even Clemson's got South Carolina. You Oklahoma's got, got Oklahoma State. And same thing. Yeah. We're rare. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's kind of different. So, so I think it would make sense if there was an actual, like, in Scott's Bluff or into Chimney Rock. We could Have you ever start, seen Chimney Rock? No. As what, am I going to Oregon? <laughs> Where well, is Chimney Rock? On the way to Oregon. On the Oregon Trail? It's on the Oregon Trail. You you know you 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 get, you get close, off you get your oxen. you gotta shoot your you gotta shoot some game, <laughs> don't get bit by a rattlesnake, don't get cholera, don't get cholera, and you'll make and it you'll there. make it to Chimney Rock. Yeah, where is I mean it's it's do we want to do the pod from Chimney Rock sometime? We should. We have you would there. love Chimney Rock. I would. Oh, I drove by the library there. You still get your books from the library? Uh yeah yeah. <laughs> I found out what the library cards. It's free books. It's the greatest thing in the world. I'm out. I was asking Kim this, and she didn't know. What's the... You check a book out. How long can you keep it? You can do like three weeks, but then you can call and keep getting extensions if nobody else is requesting your book. So, so you call the library? Oh, yeah. 
Like, what kind of people are you talking to at a library? Like, if I call the library now and say, I'd like to keep my extension on Chimney Rock facts. That nice people. When you go into the library, though, <laughs> like it's um, it's nineteen eighty two. There, it's like, like it's you me. Seen ET? You're like, and I, I don't want to put myself above anybody else who's in the library because they probably think the same thing about me. Like yeah, you can't, you can't library. Walk, you can't walk in the library and be like, "What's up, losers?" It's like you're in the library too. But I, I, some of the clientele, like, like do they have internet? You probably have- say they don't have internet, right? And uh, I'm in there because it's the greatest deal I ever. respect. It is. Uh, you know what? That's a... And it's fun. You know, I actually enjoy... I go in there and I... What book are you reading now? It's a book on... On Abraham Lincoln. You actually, so Let's tell everybody Bo's books you've read. You read a book about Teddy Roosevelt. I've read four books on Roosevelt. You read a book about the Federal Reserve? You've been talking to me about that for I like a year. I bore you on like, that one. Do you understand the Federal Reserve and like a money man? I'm like... It's it's not a federal <laughs> institution. It is a... It, oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. People need to research this. It's good. Um, <laughs> so yeah, all my history books... Meanwhile, are, I'm reading the Howard Stern book. I finished it, by the way. I'd read Howard. That'd be good. It's a good book. But okay, so what else do you read these days? Um, I mean, also, I love my history. You're a loser. So, yeah, I know I am, but hey... Guess what? I'll go to the library with you sometime. Do they have all the books? Like, do they? They, ha- they have. I tell you what, you go to a everything. library. Anytime I go to Barnes and Noble, I'm like, I am. I. You feel like better about yourself. It's because it's uh, it's stimulate. It stimulates your mind. You start, you know, you start finding things you didn't realize you even were interested in. So right. I go down that rabbit hole, and they got magazines too. So I mean, you can look up. I mean, it's great. And can you, can you rent, rent a magazine? You can rent DVDs too. So they got lots of the new movies out. So I go there and I'll be like, "Oh, that movie! I haven't seen that." And you rent it; it's for free. It's really, all free. Nick? It's all free. How much does a library membership or card cost? Free, or it's like a buck or two for like the rest of your life. And the only thing, so in some way, because you, you always say late. you're big on like you have a bottle of water here from Pat and JT, by the way. So you didn't pay for it, but you're big on like you don't. The concept of you're big on you're pretty fru- you're more frugal than people realize. Like for a certain things, for certain things, like. Paying for water, you're like, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm like, I'll take a whole pack, please. $7? Sounds it like a good house. deal. Just <laughs> mail it straight to me. You want my card? Just take it. Put <laughs> like on my card. That's how I am. You spend money on the little conveniences. Oh, I'm I'm the guy. I'm that, willing to yeah, take the no. hassle to save the $2. But you know I what, assume what we'll both do tonight? We're going to go get a steak. steak. And it's going to get a nice steak tonight. Oh, I'll spend my money on a nice yeah. steak. Yeah. But I'd, I'm not going to get that water at the airport. I'll that bring... airport water is kind of nasty, though. It's water. It's you not going to be... I travel different. with you a lot. And ho- you know what I'm always amazed at you is your trust to drink out of the faucet water at a hotel. Like in a big city, it's like... I won't do it out of next Mexico. Thing you know you got cholera, dog. I won't do it in... <laughs> in Mexico? In Mexico or like a... L.A., New York, New York, like one of the major, major cities. But where like I go. we went to Vegas and Nashville. I guess trust that- Vegas, Vegas, trust Nashville. How cold? I mean, we shared a room together in Nashville. We had it cold in that room. It was good, wasn't it? Would you sleep in a room that was over seventy eight, or would you just be like, "This is"? <laughs> is there anything worse than being hot as shit laying in bed? I mean, that's the battle that you have with wives. Is they're like, you know, I'm cold. Being cold, Mike. Well, then we'll, you know, get under the covers. Get. <laughs> More covers. It's easier to warm up than it is to cool down. Yeah, and it, it, yeah, you and you sleep bad when you're hot. Like if you're cold, I've read in the process of sleeping, your body temperature like it it lowers, right? 
Uh, doesn't it say I think I read that at the library. Nick, I don't yeah! think you've been to the library <laughs> in your life. See, I guess one of the things when I when I drove by the library, and then we'll wrap this up. Uh, I mean, we're an hour and 45 minutes. Are we out? Yeah, we're an hour and 45 minutes. Good thing we can edit, right? Well, we are like, I mean, I I, we went from football to talking about the library. I don't know what happened. I think it's probably blame me. But uh, what was I? Oh, the library. When I drove by the library, like, I feel like they, like, do they have new books? Yeah. Always. Like, in my mind, it was like the library was just like, we're getting new books in 1982. We're stopping. I mean, if you went to the library, you'd know. <laughs> like, no, it, that's a good point. So they they do a good job, I think, of, of keeping the, the main. Do they have like a new release area? Yeah. Like if I wanted, because uh, Closerman's got a new book coming out, right? Yeah, they'll have that. Like, do they have that? They would probably have that eventually. I mean, like, it just takes, you know. Have you researched his book at all? I read. Like it's like bizarre, like circumstances. Like, what if there was a bobcat that drove a bobcat? So actually, I'm. In, Would he realize that I'm he's? In, it's like I'm in a book club, and the we read. Did his you get these book people at the library? In the book club, I don't remember if I did. I might have. It was called. But what if we're wrong? And it was all. Bad. I read that book. You did. I was a little like. Now what? Now wait a minute. Now what? Now it's after a, every book, I was, every page, I was like, "Now hold on. Now go back, back it up a little bit. Now hold on. Hold on. Man. Now, now you're saying what? Now you know when you can't even formulate a question about like, so what don't you understand? You're like, all of it, man. I don't understand any of it. I understood three words in that book. Yeah. But that there, there, he got in the he can get in the weeds pretty good. He go yeah, he his books are good though for oh, I like discussions. I'm a Malcolm Gladwell guy though. Yeah, shouts out good, to Malcolm. You've read all his yeah, episodes. I have. Okay. Well, I mean, do you have anything else you want to say until we launch another pod at the results of the South Alabama game and then the Colorado game and then the Illinois game and then the Ohio State game? I mean, you got anything else you want to say? I got nothing else. I'm just uh, I'm excited for this podcast. This is great. I you're mean, gonna be a you're gonna be a, a huge part of everything that this pod does. You well, understand that? I appreciate it. Yeah. I think it's uh, it's about time for a nice steak dinner. Oh, let's go get a steak. Okay. Thank you.